In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, when I got here this morning, and we were going to start our, our prayers, unfortunately, the first thing that I wanted to do was to let out a big yawn. We're at that time of Lent where we are tired, at least I'm tired, where uh, the, all the additional services and the change of our schedule throws off everything that we do, and uh, we're starting to feel the fatigue of not eating everything that we want to be eating, and so we're tired. And besides that, our, our friends all celebrated Easter just a couple weeks ago. And so we're wondering, why are we still in the middle of Great Lent? It's hard. But I'm so thankful that the, the, this Sunday, the very middle of Great Lent, when we're feeling tired and wanting to yawn, not going to do it because it'll catch on. We're wanting to rest the church gives us the cross as the theme for the day because we're heading to the cross back there on Good Friday, which seems like a long ways away, but it's really not that far away. We have the cross as that reminder of a couple of very, very important things as we are continuing in this journey of great and holy Lent. First of all, we have the reminder of the great love of God. When we look at the icon of the cross and when we lift up that cross on high and the clergy make the procession this morning, we are looking at that cross, not that we are looking at a God who needs vengeance. And we hear that sometimes. But the God that we worship, the God that we know in our faith, the God that we are struggling to understand throughout this entire Lenten journey is one who loves us. And so the image of the cross is one of the immense love of God, that he would do absolutely anything, anything, in order for us to be saved, including the death on the cross, because that's what it took for death to be destroyed. That's what it took for the power of sin and corruption to be overthrown in this world. The image of the cross, and we need this reminder all of the time, the image of the cross is that image of the love of God, that voluntary taking up of his cross for you, for me, for every single person in this world. And we desperately need that reminder at this point of our Lenten journey that God loves us and that cross is that central place where he shows it to us. Well, secondly... The other voluntary thing, we have the voluntary taking up of Christ's cross. The second thing that the cross reminds us uh, during this week of Great Lent is that we too are called to follow after him and to take up our own cross. And remember, this too is a voluntary thing that we do out of our great love for God, desiring to show our great love for God. We take up our cross and follow after him. But sometimes we need a little help to know and understand what it means to take up our cross. And so for help this morning, I want to read just a short passage from St. Nikolai Vilimirovich. Now, last week, Father John read from St. Gregory, and he said that uh, he didn't let the scriptures get in the way of talking about what he wants to talk about. Well, St. Nikolai almost always focuses on the scripture. So we're going to look here at, at what St. Nikolai says. He says, what does it mean to take up your cross? 
And now this is, before I read it, I want to say this is a hard saying. Okay, so really listen, but know this is, a, this is a hard saying. It's a hard thing. Taking up our cross means the willing acceptance at the hand of providence of every means of healing, bitter though it may be, that is offered. Do great catastrophes fall on you? Be obedient to God's will as Noah was. Is sacrifice demanded of you? Give yourself into God's hands with the same faith as Abram had when he went to sacrifice his son. Is your property ruined? Do your children die suddenly? Suffer it all with patience, cleaving to God in your heart as Job did. Do your friends forsake you and you find yourself surrounded by enemies? Bear it all without grumbling and with faith that God's help is at hand as the apostles did. Are you condemned to death for Christ? Be thankful to God for such an honor like thousands of Christian martyrs. Nothing will be sought of you that has not been done before, but you will rather follow the example of many, apostles, saints, confessors, and martyrs who have done Christ's will. Now, how many of us can really look and say that we can take up our cross even in the midst of catastrophe like Noah, or even in the midst of losing property and children like Job, or having to have the temptation or the command from God to take the life of your own son like Abram? We have this cross that Christ asks us to bear, and it's extraordinarily hard for us to do, but we are called to do just that, to take up our cross and follow after Christ. And the thing that really gets in the way of our taking up our cross, if we're being honest, is ourselves. I know for me, I love myself and my comfort more than I love God. And so I use that to, as an excuse to take up my cross. I love sitting and watching TV instead of cleaning the house or doing what I need to do for Catherine. I love other things more than I love reading the scriptures, spending my time in prayer, doing what I know that I need to do in order to take up my cross and follow after Christ. We need to love God so that we can take up that cross. And I have found that something that does help me and something else that the church gives us during this great Lenten season is that prayer of St. Ephraim. And we can talk for hours about the prayer of St. Ephraim the Syrian. There's a wonderful reflection in those Lenten handouts that we have here at the church that Father John and Father Stephen Rogers and Franklin wrote. But just looking at that first line, O Lord and Master of my life, take from me the spirit of sloth, meddling, lust of power, and idle talk, those things are the big things that keep me, and if you're like me, the rest of you, from taking up your cross and following after Christ. Sloth, laziness, wanting to sit around and be comfortable all of the time, meddling, wanting to see what other people are doing, checking Facebook every two minutes so that we can see how many people are liking our things or, or what somebody else is doing and if I'm better than they are, right? Lust of power, that desire to control everything that is around us so that we can uh, be the ones who are in charge and know and trusting in ourselves instead of trusting in the power of God. And of course, that big one, idle talk. It doesn't even have to be gossip, but it can be talking about things that are meaningless. 
and that we don't need to be talking about instead of talking about things that are uplifting and things that are encouraging to the people that are around us. We can go on and on about the prayer of St. Ephraim and its help for us and the many things that, it, that we learn from it. But even just looking at that first phrase, to take from us sloth, meddling, lust of power, and idle talk so that we can take up our cross and follow after Christ, so that those things that keep us from loving God more than we love ourselves might be driven away from us, not by our own strength, but with the help and power of God. And we have that prayer, and I would encourage all of you to say that prayer every single day throughout the course of this great Lenten fast so that you can take up that cross and follow after Christ. It's a hard saying. It's a hard saying for me, for all of us, to take up that cross and follow after Christ. But remember that word follow. When we are taking up that cross, we're not doing something that our Lord is unwilling to do. He takes his cross up first and shows us how to do it so that we can actually follow him in giving our life for God. And that's one of the most important things for us to remember, that God loves us, that we too need to take up our cross, and that we are not tra treading the path ourselves, but that we are actually following after Christ who already showed us how to give our life for, for our Lord. And so I'll leave you with one final quote from St. Nikolai. He says, The Lord does not drive men before him to the cross, but calls them to follow him. For he has borne the cross. Before he gave voice to this call, he foretold his sufferings. The Son of Man must suffer many things and be killed, and after three days rise again. This is why he came to be the way. He came to be the first in suffering and the first in glory. He came to show that all men, that all that men reckon to be impossible is possible and to make it possible. Brothers and sisters, we're tired. It's probably not just because of Lent, but we are tired. Look to the cross to know God's love to know his voluntary sacrifice for you and to know your call as Christians to, to, to also take up your cross and follow after Christ. And when we do so, we don't just follow him to the cross. We don't just follow him to death. We follow him to life. We follow him to resurrection. We follow him to the kingdom of God. May we be strengthened to take up our cross and follow after Christ. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.